You get these questions a lot. Where are you from? And what do you do? That's what you get asked, right? Meeting someone new, if you're at a party, or maybe on your dating profile. So why not just tell the world? We just launched a brand new online store that tells people where you're from and what you do. It has all 50 U.S. states and some countries represented with physical therapist gear at ptpinecast.com. A stainless steel tumbler for a PT in Tennessee. Check. South Carolina PT t-shirts. Double check. Face masks for a Florida PT. Yeah, we got that. Great gear for life, all with your profession and home state on it. Great gifts for yourself, a colleague, a clinical instructor, a student, all now at ptpinecast.com. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This is the PT Pinecast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're live. Welcome back to PT Pinecast. Great physical therapy conversations on tap. Before we get started, we're going to dig into some spinal cord injury information tonight with a pretty big organization from north of the border. All physical therapists should know more about this. And tonight, we're going to deliver on that. By the time this episode is over, you're going to know more than you need about how to treat spinal cord injury and where you can get better information. Before we get started, though, we do want to thank our friends from CBDRX for you. Find them online at CBDRX4U.com, your CBD store. Uh, over the counter, people are buying this and using this on their own. Do you know exactly how it's going to affect their course of treatment? 100%. Uh, they're using it for sleep and health and wellness, stress reduction. How is that going to affect them when they're in your care? Find out with the ABCs of CBD online at cbdrx4u.com. Without further ado, and you know how much I love ado, let's start the show. All right, here we go. Welcome to PT Pinecast. They say the best conversations happen at happy hour. Welcome to ours. Uh, great physical therapy conversations on tap. I'm Jimmy McKay. I'll be your host. You can find us on the socials at PT Pinecast on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Also have a brand new Facebook group that we'd love for you to come and join. We are broadcasting live from the Fusion Medical Staffing Studio. Find them online at fusionmedstaff.com. Uh, if at any point during the show you have a question or a comment, if you're watching a live stream on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, feel free to drop that question or comment below, and we'll see if we can interact with you. I always love, I love to find out where this show actually gets to. It's just amazing how things work on the internet. Things just spread across those interwebs. Uh, if you're watching live, drop in the comments below live and let us know where you're watching from or replay. If you're watching the replay, uh, comment the word replay and also let us know where you're watching the show from. Always very, very excited. And last but not least, make sure to subscribe to the show. Uh, Apple iTunes doing some changes where you might have been subscribed previously. Their latest iOS update might have us bumped off. You might not be getting the latest updates. So make sure you click that little subscribe button in the top right-hand corner on the Apple Podcast app. And we're found wherever great or mediocre podcasts can be found. All right, without further ado, let's bring on tonight's guest. We're gonna learn all about spinal cord injury tonight. A professor in the physical therapy department at the University of British Columbia and the co-leader of Skyer Project, Spinal Cord Injury Research Evidence, which is a platform providing current evidence in spinal cord injury care. Let's welcome Janice Ng. Janice, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Jimmy. Happy to be here and uh, delighted to talk about our project. Yeah, you guys have a lot going on. 
We'll dig into that, but uh, as tradition guides, Janice, uh, first questions are always the hardest. What are we drinking tonight on the program? <laughs> so here I just have a cup of my Earl Grey tea, keeping me okay. awake. And the tea, and uh, yeah. <laughs> we don't discriminate. I will. Uh, I'm doing one of these. This is a Juice Bomb IPA from Sloop Brewing in Upstate New York. Drinking it out of my uh, DPT koozie, which you can find online at ptpintcast.com. So Janice, cheers to you. Thanks for stopping yeah. by. Uh, first round brought to you by our friends from the Owens Recovery Science, a single source for PTs looking for certification in personalized blood flow restriction rehabilitation training and the equipment you need to apply it properly and safely in your clinical practice. Find out more information online and where you can get certified at OwensRecoveryScience.com. Well, for someone who doesn't know about your project, uh, Janice, let's talk about that. What is what is Skyr Project? What can people find there? Tell us all about it. So we started this project over a decade ago, and wow. the whole purpose was to fill in the gap. So there are unfortunate statistics that show that it takes 17 years to have research move from the research point to getting into clinical practice. And, you know, one might think, oh, well, that's just for, you know, fancy clinical trial or pharmaceuticals, but it actually is true for physical therapy research as well and rehabilitation research. We are no different, unfortunately, than any other field. It just takes a really long time to get things from here to there. So, um, you know, our uh, website, uh, Skyr Project, is there to be a knowledge translation tool to help healthcare providers uh, learn the best evidence. Uh, and we recently added um, a portal called Skyr Community for people with spinal cord injury so they could get information. But the Skyr professional portal part of it is really designed for healthcare professionals, for them to access information about a very specialized area, which probably when you went to school and got a physical therapy you know, degree, you got a teeny tiny little sp bit about spinal cord injury, but not a lot. So this website hopefully will help with some of that background. Yeah. Why is it important for every physical therapist to know about spinal cord injury and treating it? You mentioned one of those reasons right there, which is we probably got some information about spinal cord injury and treatment in PT school, but probably not enough. So why else is it important? So a number of reasons. Um, we see people in very specialized units when someone has a spinal cord injury. Um, it is not really common, but certainly we you know, every major city will have a, a spinal cord rehab unit. But these individuals go out to live in every community around the world, in the U.S., uh, and they go to, you know, outpatient and community clinics, private practices for overuse injuries and, and other injuries that physical therapists can treat. And there are special concerns with individuals with spinal cord injury that as physical therapists, we certainly need to be aware of. Yeah. You, you don't work on this project alone. So let's talk about some of the other people that come together with Sky Project. Who, who are those people working with you, uh, putting this thing together for, for, for a decade? Yeah. So that's really the special part about uh, Sky is I absolutely are not, I'm not doing it alone. I have a, another partner who's a physician um, who we co-lead, but really, our expertise is brought from researchers, frontline clinicians, 
healthcare providers around the world, uh, I would say the majority are from Canada and the US who provide their expertise to us. They contribute um, really most for most part free. Uh, we kind of have this bartering system that I say, you know, if you can help us get real evidence-based information, the latest information, then we'll try to help you publish the information. So that's kind of my bartering ticket with the top scientists and top healthcare providers is that we try to take any information we put on the website, then take it and try to publish it in peer-reviewed journals, which a number of people really value. Academics really value that. Healthcare providers value that. So that's kind of our bartering chip as opposed to money. Uh, and we really try to publish everything on the website and in journals as well. So we have about probably 80 um, faculty healthcare providers around the world that help us with this task. I love that divide and conquer. And really, mm -hmm. you mentioned the, the the goal, the value, which was making making good information easily available so that we can shrink that. And I heard that same figure when I was in PT school in terms of 17 years from evidence to practice, which I remember the first couple of times I heard it, I was like, this can't be right. Um, but that's what the that's what the evidence shows us about evidence and knowledge translation. Yeah, it's it's been slow to change. I think we are um, now putting more resources and money into it. Uh, the granting agencies realize that, yeah, you can put it into the newest nifty inter intervention or device. But if we can't figure out how to get it into practice, get healthcare providers comfortable with new protocols and changing and updating the practice, then, then what's the use of more new research? Sure. So I, I think it's been good. We're seeing m pots of money of how do you change practice? I mean, it kind of sounds boring, but <laughs> that's where it makes the difference if we want our patients to benefit from these new treatments. Yeah, I ask all the time, you know, my, my background is in communications on top of physical therapy. And a lot of times I'll say, do you, are you looking for information or motivation or permission? And and those three things, a lot of times people will say, well, I need more information. And I'm saying, well, we've got devices pretty much never more than two or three feet away from us. And you can access a lot of information this way, right? We've never been more um, information wealthy in the history of the world. And a lot of times it is actually motivation or, or, or making it as easily to digest mm -hmm. as possible, easy to find. And I think that's a, a great thing that Sky Project does, which is we're going to put a lot of effort into this one specific area, right? We're going to go an inch wide and but a mile deep in terms of spinal cord injury research. Uh, when someone goes to skyproject.com, what are they going to find? What are the things that you want to make sure that they get their hands on first? Like if you were going to do a TV commercial for your website, what needs to pop up in the first five seconds? Okay. So uh, I think the two main avenues that people can go to is they can look at outcome measures and they can look at treatments. Uh, and depending which outcome measure, which treatment we have it covered, you can go there and drill down and find it either in really brief information. And if you want to expand, you can go deeper and deeper and find out what you want, whether you want the information in text, whether you want it in video format. Uh, we've now started to do um, uh, infographics because we find a lot of people like the infographics and we've tried to put it in different medium for whatever you like and hopefully can find that information useful to you. Now you're speaking my language, right? Like make sure you share the information 
the way the audience is telling you they would like to consume the information. If you ignore that, that 17 year gap, as we mentioned many a time, that will stay, that will stay the same. That will never change. Um, what have you learned in 10 years with, with a project like this? What is, what have you personally learned? What do you think the project has learned in 10 years of sharing and cultivating information? So I think the first thing I've really realized is that we really go about it in the wrong way in academia to try to move information to practice. You know, we, I mean, it's great. We have this real thorough process where we do what we call peer review, which is great um, to get credible research. And then we get it published on this lofty journal that goes in the library on a dusty shelf and never reaches the target audience. Like we've never thought, you know, who is our stakeholder that actually really needs the information? Are they accessing that dusty shelf in the library? Probably not. And, and then on the other hand, we, we put it in these databases, we call them Medline or PubMed, and we put them through, there's a firewall. You yeah. can't get it because you don't have a university library card and then you don't have the password to get it. So, you know, we've, we really, you know, we, we've always wanted to disseminate our research, but we just have not gone about it in a way that is accessible to the, the user, the target user, whether they're the healthcare provider or whether they're the patient and the family member with spinal cord injury, we've just put up all these barriers. Sure. So, that to me, looking at that model, we've just, we've really got to think about it differently. And that's really what we learned about the SCAR project is how can we make this information accessible and packaged? And what do people want to know that could help them improve their practice right away, improve their confidence in treating patients? Um, and they don't have a lot of time. And that's the one thing we've learned when we do evaluations. They say, we need it quick. We need it fast. I can't spend a lot of time searching for it. it. It needs to be right there and easy for me to consume and in short bites. This sound, this excites me on so many levels hearing someone like Janice saying this, and I want the audience, I'm speaking directly to the audience now is she's not, she's, you're not using any academic terms. These are not, these, these are basic communication principles, right? What is the easiest path mm -hmm to get this information? what In what format does my audience want? How much time do they actually have to devote to this? Yes, we'd all love to spend hundreds of hours um, improving ourselves, but when push comes to shove, we only have X number of hours free to do this. We want, but if we don't have access. So can you change the delivery method? And it sounds like that's that's a main thing that you, you're learning in terms of uh, changing and what you've, what, you've, uh, what you've cultivated over 10 years, which is put the audience first. Yeah, and we've learned a lot about the audience, what they like, and sometimes I've been surprised. Um, by the way, physical therapists, uh, when, whenever we've done an evaluation, physical therapists are our largest um, stakeholder that come to our site. I mean, we certainly, it's very interdisciplinary. We have lots of OTs and physicians, psychologists, dietitians that say they come to our site, but whenever we do an evaluation, and I, I'm not sure why, um, because I do think our content is very interdisciplinary, but the largest proportion are always physical therapists. Um, yeah. I think it's because we're the greatest, but that's just me. <laughs> that's my, my, my personal. Uh, and personal maybe, thing. maybe physical therapists like to be evidence-based yeah. and find the latest evidence. I hope 
that's what it is. Uh, yeah. But we do see a lot of physical therapists coming to our site. Well, love the, love the fact that the Skyrim Project exists. It, it, it's right in line with one of my favorite quotes. It's on the signature line of my email at work. And the quote is, science isn't finished until it's communicated. Yes, you got published. Uh, you know, it was put on a, a dusty shelf that, you know, maybe some people are going to see, but most people can't. How can you take it the next level? How can you bring it to my doorstep? How can you get it into an infographic uh, on Instagram mm -hmm. or on Pinterest? And it looks like you guys are you guys are uh, approaching those problems and trying to solve them. Um, you delve into some interesting topics, some topics uh, that we were we were finding online at, at Skyr Project. Um, you get into you get into areas from the audience point of view. One that jumped out at us, which I think could be its own episode was sex, something that is not discussed. But trust me, when you're working with patients, that is often one of the first things they'll ask you about. Yeah, um, we try to do every topic. Um, we started out primarily with health-related topics. Sex is absolutely, you know, critical in the minds. We have a large portion of young adult individuals. They're worried about sex from a relationship point of view, but also sex from a reproductive point of view. And actually, we just have a new set of videos that will be coming out soon uh, for women um, breastfeeding after spinal cord injury. And, you know, that has actually a lot of physical therapy considerations in terms of mobility and positioning that you may have not thought about. But we want to go there in places that um, are important to people with spinal cord injury. So those are kind of the health-related issues. There's lots of issues um, in spinal cord injury for sex. For example, if you have autonomic dysreflexia, which is a very common condition in spinal cord injury where uh, certain stimulations can cause a very dangerous increase in blood pressure. And that can happen during sex. That can happen during breastfeeding for women after spinal cord injury and make them aware and health providers aware so those are kind of the health issues, but we're also just also delving into non-health issues um, recently as well, because people tell us that's what they want. So we're actually developing a whole module on travel. Uh, and what are the considerations uh, when you travel, if you have a spinal cord injury in terms of mobility? Um, how do you get to the airport? How do you get your luggage off the carousel? You know, those are important questions for people living with spinal cord injury. So yeah. we're even starting to delve into the non-health issues that are important. Um, and we really want to make it a one-stop shopping uh, for people who have an interest uh, in spinal cord injury and what they can learn. I just saw an article, and I, f I forget what, what outlet I saw it on, but it was a young woman recounting her experience, and it wasn't the first time an airline had damaged her wheelchair and it was highlighting how many times they had the statistic of thousands and thousands of damaged wheelchairs. And that might seem like an inconvenience to some, but if that's your way to be mobile and move about the world. So you focusing on things like breastfeeding and positioning or travel and how do you do that? That's very patient, patient centered. And you're taking it from an approach. And as you said, most of it is clinician is PTOT physician oriented, but those are the kinds of things we want to be experts on. So the fact that you exist and you're a resource for that is great. Yeah. And I would add that, uh, well, we have 80 odd, uh, researchers and healthcare providers. We also have a, a large number of uh, individuals with lived experience with spinal cord who really guide us. Um, they review our 
content as well as guide us in what are the topics that they would benefit from, um, such as breastfeeding and, and, and travel. And, and really, that's how we know what's most relevant. Right. One of my uh, one of my uh, uh, best experiences in PT school was actually we, we, we crowdsource fundraised for a wheelchair for a power wheelchair for uh, a young man that I had met on a service learning trip. And I was given some advice. We, we, we fundraised for it. We got the wheelchair, but then it was time to bring it to him. And he was living in Costa Rica. So you need to physically bring it there because you've got to show them how to use it, how to care for it, how to take care of it, how to position them in it. So I got a chance to bring it down there and I was given advice ride that wheelchair as if it were your own so it doesn't become so 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 to make sure it's it's with you on the on the plane and off but i was watching them loaded on for me and man if they weren't just beating <laughs> the crap out of that brand new wheelchair we had just bought and I, it was breaking my heart so the fact that there are resources out there that will arm and educate therapists and yeah. physicians and pts and ot's is fantastic well, let's get to some some evidence what is current spinal cord injury research discussing what are the topics that are that are buzzworthy or 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 being discussed a lot right now i would think uh probably the topic of neuromodulation is the hot topic right now okay um just because of the real kind of exponential increase in the literature on this topic so uh neuromodulation encompasses a whole bunch of things. It includes traditional treatments that physical therapists are familiar with, functional electrical stim, that, that is neuromodulation. And, and it, it modulates the nervous system. Uh, and we do know it works in spinal cord injury for different things. If you have a drop foot, it can help stimulate the peroneal nerve to lift your foot up. Uh, and there are devices with the hand that can help you open and close. So physical therapists have been familiar with these neuromodulation devices for decades, but there's new neuromodulation devices um, such as epidural stim, which they implant a stimulator to modulate the, the nervous system. And more exciting, they've now developed some surface electrodes that you can put on your spinal cord not painful. In fact, most of them you can't actually feel. The stimulation is at a level that you can't tell if it's on or off. And it seems to improve recovery. Um, it needs to be coupled with what we call task-specific or activity-based interventions. So doing lots of arm reaching if, it's, if you're dealing with the arm and the hand, locomotor if you have an incomplete spinal cord injury and then put you on the treadmill with either body weight support or a, a robotic device. Um, so it has huge potential for physical therapy because what do we do? We help to regain mobility, arm, leg. And if we can now have some other kind of device to really um, build upon what we do and make it more effective, like this neuromodulation, we're really going to go places. So this is, there needs to be more trials, uh, especially trials that are controlled. So, you know, turn the modulation on and off and have it on for not just one week, but four months, six months and, and see these kind of effects. But we're seeing lots come down the pipeline. Um, we need more trials. I, I, I would say just even a couple of years ago, 
the only trials that we were seeing in Vancouver, Canada was someone who went off to Thailand and had the surgery and came back. And now we're actually seeing some, you know, nice trials in the literature. Most are still small and which we call, you know, under 10. But I've seen actually a lot of what we call protocols. Protocols meaning that someone has registered that they're, they're intending to do a trial and it's going to be a larger trial. So in the next few years, we'll see lots more come down the pipeline. And what's really interesting is that the studies that have addressed mobility, so the arm and the leg, patients are reporting other things. They are saying, hey, my sexual function and my bowel and bladder have actually improved. That wasn't the point of the trial, right. but I'm seeing better pain management. Um, so better um, sensation. So it seems that this neuromodulation can actually affect other systems. So originally they were doing neuromodulation with the primary goal of mobility. And now they're starting to think, well, what if the primary goal is actually sexual function or bowel function or, or bladder function? And that's actually our primary goal. Um, so th this is very exciting for the field and, and for consumers. Absolutely. Yeah. Tests and measures, uh, interventions, focus on those those outcome measures. Uh, you, what about the future? This actually was just shared today. One of my colleagues at Mount Sinai Hospital is uh, working on a device called Synchron. This thing just uh, received FDA approval. It's a implantable brain computer interface. Mm -hmm. I mean, this has got to excite you because the, the, the those in the spinal cord injury population will eventually hopefully be able to benefit from this. But what do you expect to see, what do you hope to see in the future of spinal cord injury care and treatment? So, you know, they have tried for many, many years with animal models, trying different drugs to enhance recovery. There really has been very, very little, I would say, that has moved the field forward. We have not found our magic goop yet, unfortunately. It's just, right. they, they've tried so many things. Um, I do think that with the neuromodulation, we will move, I think what's really positive, we will move a big step and it will be implemented because it's not so expensive. If they're able to get a system that goes on the skin that doesn't require surgeon, so right. very expensive, and people can figure out the right frequency and apply it themselves in their homes, this could be this could be huge. I think there's no doubt that it's going to have to be coupled with some type of activity-based therapy, which where therapists come in in either helping to deliver those kinds of therapy, or maybe you couple it with functional electrical stim. But I think we're going to see big differences that are delivered early, right after the spinal cord injury, and then potentially make even further recovery in a more chronic condition. Cause that's, you know, there's many, many people who are living with a spinal cord injury now where we don't have any treatments for a chronic conditions. And can we apply some of these in the chronic situation? That would be fantastic. Love it. I, I wanted to shine a light. I wanted to people, uh, people to make, make sure they knew about sky project because I thought it was a great resource. I definitely think we need to dive into a couple of those, those areas that you talked about in future episodes, I would love to do a panel discussion with some people who put some of those resources together and let that let them talk about their great work. 
that they've dedicated to uh, to to compiling for those who treat persons living with spinal cord injury. Uh, again, that website is skyproject.com. Appreciate you for a decade, you and the people that work with this uh, for doing that. Janice, are you ready to play three questions? <laughs> sure. Let's play three questions. All right, three questions brought to you by our friends at Fusion Medical Staffing. Find them online at fusionmedstaff.com. Let your PT or PTA license take you where you want to go. You're free to move about the country as a therapist. Where there are people, they need you. So find them online with job transparency. See what's available. We're in 2021, and they need therapists all over. Again, that website, fusionmedstaff.com. Janice, first question is a where question. I know you're in Canada. But is there anywhere in the 50 U.S. states that you're just dying to go that you couldn't wait to go to? Oh, I, I have a daughter in California. So um, the border is supposed to open uh, August 9th. We're hoping she can come up or we'd love to go down. We love California and uh, really, really, really miss her, really want to visit. That's great. Well, I hope that happens soon. And again, in California, where there are people, they need great therapists. See what's available now at Fusion Med Staff. Dot com at hashtag travel PT. Second question is a what question, Janice? What what is something you've watched or read or listened to? A book, a movie, a podcast, something you think the audience would get value from? It could be spinal cord injury related or not. Ah. Um What's on your need to read list? Well, um, I, I think one of the uh, books that I found most inspiring, if uh, one wants to uh, look at some old ones, is the uh, Oliver Sacks uh, books. Um, um, he mistook his uh, wife for a hat. Oh, yeah. uh, really got me thinking of about the brain. It's written in a language that is funny, uh, engaging, and just some amazing ways in which the brain works, or sometimes doesn't work, or the spinal doesn't work. Um, and I, I found that I think I read it. Uh, when I was in high school and read it again when I was in university uh, and found it just really fascinating work. Yeah, definitely an interesting one and definitely one that's come up before in discussion in terms of value from a like, sort of a perspective value, mm-hmm. learning how to give you perspective. Yeah. Third question on three questions is a who question. Who is someone the audience should know more about? This is like an opportunity for maybe for you to give a, give a, a shout out to someone who maybe is doing some some good work that maybe the audience doesn't know about yet. Oh, okay. I I, I would um, speak to, to a Canadian person. Um, so Rick Hansen is an individual in Canada who uh, uh, wheeled his wheelchair around the world, uh, raising funds for spinal cord injury. Has raised millions of dollars. Created a, a foundation that uh, supports. Uh, spinal cord uh, research in huge variety of areas. Uh, he's a hero in Canada and happens to be from my home, Vancouver, uh, where he is situated, um, and uh, has just been a real 
a, a hero to Canadians in, in many ways. Love that. All right, that's three questions again from our friends at FusionMedStaff.com. Last thing we do on the show before we let you go, Janice, is the parting shot. Parting shot brought to you by our friends from the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Find them online at Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy, orthopt.org. Current concepts of orthopedic physical therapy, their premier independent study course to get you from wherever you are. It doesn't matter. It's a map. Wherever you are to taking that OCS exam, that orthopedic clinical specialist exam. If you're thinking about it, but you're not really sure how do you get there, check it out online, orthopt.org for the Academy of orthopedic physical therapy janice um the parting shot is your last chance for a mic drop moment your last chance to uh, to share a sentiment maybe that you already talked about what, what do you want to leave the audience thinking about as we wrap up today's episode uh, i just want to really emphasize that as a you know physical therapist you're in the position to move research to practice you're the bridge you're the missing gap that we need uh so please please Find a bit of time somewhere in your very busy day to look up what is best practice every once in a while and try to move it to practice, whether it's just taking outcome measure you know that should be done in your practice or treatment you can update. We depend on you to be able to take whatever research regenerate and move it to practice. You are the link and we really need you to do that. You're the link. One of those resources, though, is what Janice has work, been working on. It's been around for uh, for a decade, skyproject.com. Janice, thanks so much for doing what you do as, as well as your team. Would love to have you and some of them back on the show soon to talk more about this. But uh, thanks so much for dropping by. Thanks. It was uh, great chatting. Follow us online. Welcome to the Internet, my friend. How can I help you? Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PT Pinecast. All right, show today brought to you by the Brooks Institute of Higher Learning, an innovator in providing advanced post-professional education. Brooks IHL offering continuing education courses in numerous specialty areas, six PT residency programs, an OMPT fellowship, as well as challenging but rewarding internships. The IHL specializes in the translation of information from evidence to patient management. Learn what they can do for you to support your professional development at Brooks ihl.org our home on the internet ptpinecast.com created by build pt build pt provides marketing services specifically for private practice pts from website development and hosting providing content marketing solutions for pt clinics across the country see what build pt can do for you today at buildpt.com the pt pinecast is a product of pt pinecast llc it is hosted and produced by pt pinecast ceo jim mckay and cbo sky donovan from marymount university we talk pt drink beer and record it this has been another pour from the pt pinecast the pt pinecast is intended for educational purposes only no clinical decision making should be based solely on one source while care is taken to ensure accuracy factual errors can be present more on the show at ptpinecast.com